Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're back after a couple of weeks off. Uh, Geek Town is back as well, so all is uh, back on track. Uh, but this is for Season 2, Episode 12, called Phoenix. Um, yeah, a couple of weeks away. Uh, what do you think of returning to the show and this uh, episode? Uh, very nice to be back. This episode, um, it has one particular scene which I, I was very, very memorable that I remembered from watching it the first time around. I just hadn't remembered it was in this particular episode, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, I remembered, I, you know, I, I have a very strong vision of the one particular scene out of this. I think you probably guess which one it is. But um, yeah, I. Uh, so coming back to this, I'd sort of there were a few things that I had forgotten about this episode, but it's it's again it's one of those where there's a lot that goes on, but doesn't seem like there's necessarily a lot that's going on. Um, you know, I mean, you've got the birth of the daughter, you've got the stuff with um, uh, Jesse and Jane, you've got um, uh, all, all the stuff with the the website being set up by Walt Jr. and how that plays into things. And uh, so less sort of drug dealing stuff. I mean, drugs, but not drug dealing in this episode more mm. than anything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was brilliantly handled. Yeah, I have to agree with you with that. Uh, I mean, most of the episodes, like we said, uh, are, are good, if not fantastic. Uh, I don't think there's any particular bad episodes, none that I can think of anyway. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's another fantastic one. It's one that's obviously very hard-hitting and everything with uh, the, the Jane scene and stuff like that. Uh, there's lots to kind of get into there and stuff in the, a little bit later and everything. Um, it's interesting because there's some portions of this episode I didn't remember at all, like the... Uh, scene with Walt and Holly showing him his his room of money kind of thing or his like mm -hmm. stash of money I didn't, yeah I didn't remember that scene at all so that was kind of a uh interesting surprise in a way um but yeah I guess he managed to get the drug deal done and uh did miss the birth of his daughter initially but uh sees his daughter and everything like that which is great uh, lots of stuff to talk about with Jesse and Jane in the episode. Um, didn't quite have the same that the cold open in this episode. I think doesn't have quite the same effect as what uh, it it usually does. But it's it's put in the episode of like what it's doing and stuff like that. It, it's sort of to clean up the cliffhanger from the last episode of like he's got all these drugs. Mm -hmm. What's he gonna do? And then you sort out both situations, I suppose. Yeah, and then you sort of show like the after results and that and obviously ted and everything that's going on there so um but yeah really 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 good stuff with this episode again i thought um and uh yeah this i i think i mean we'll get into more of like walt's character and stuff but him him showing holly that money is almost like it, it's his trophy for her mm -hmm. isn't it of like d daddy did this for you and all, all that kind of stuff and it's funny because within his family Holly's the only one he can show, because uh, if he takes Marie or Hank or Skylar or or Flynn, whatever, uh, into that room, obviously they'd have a million questions of like, okay, where the hell did you get this from, and and that kind of stuff. So uh, it's it's a very particular, chosen, interesting scene, I thought as well, mm -hmm. uh, and one that I'd initially forgotten that sort of sort of happened, but um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. So. 
Uh, that was mostly it for the pre-talk. I want to save some stuff I've got to say for the actual scenes themselves as well. But another really, really good episode of this show. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that Jane scene is just... It is still difficult to watch. I mean, I've seen it, I think, twice, if not three times. Uh, and it, it's still quite difficult. So, uh, and lots of people debate about, like, you know, do you think that's where Walt breaks bad? I don't particularly think so. I mean, if you actually look at his reaction and the way that he's crying and stuff, um, mm-hmm. it's 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 a difficult choice for him, I think, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would leave a bit of discussion for that when we get to the scene, actually, in the recap. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yes, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't think he does fully go bad on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Alright, we'll discuss that when we get to that. Uh let's do a bit of housekeeping, let you know what else we've been up to on Entertainment Talk, and then we'll get into the episode. See you in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we do have the third episode this week for Monsters at Work. It's the uh, Monsters, Inc. sequel series. Uh, really good stuff so far with the three episodes. Um, the Monsters at Work, uh, ep- uh, sorry, the Funny Monsters podcast for the third episode isn't up yet, but I have recorded it, but it will be uploaded before this podcast because it's been it's been edited and put together. I just need to basically click the button, so to speak. But uh, yeah, that's that's all ready to go. That's with the third episode of Monsters at Work. So that's this week, uh, another really good episode of that. So you can check that out as well. 
Um, gaming talk yesterday, we talked about FIFA 22. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, who is the French and PSG player, is again the cover star of this year's game. He was the cover star last year. I can't remember about the year before. I think it was some other players. But uh, yeah, he had an interesting Euros because he didn't do particularly well. But uh, which was surprising for the French team because they're very, very good. But I uh, talked about that and everything else like that. And they also showed this little trailer for something called like Hypermotion or whatever it was, technology. But the video didn't explain what it was. So that was an interesting <laughs> kind of kind of thing. They basically showed a bunch of footballers in mocap suits. But that doesn't really tell me how that is going to you be used in the game because they, they didn't show that uh so i speculated on what that might kind of be and all that sort of stuff we also talked about ea being ea uh and what i mean by that is the ultimate edition for ps4 and ps5 is 90 dollars so you won't uh you won't get that free upgrade that you have you, you've been seeing that with certain next gen games uh that if you uh buy it on previous console you'll be able to get free upgrade and uh, not in this case with fifa 22 you will have to pay 90 pounds if you want it on ps4 and ps5 which is a shame uh and also talks about some other stuff involving fifa uh we also talked about assassin's creed infinity which is basically ubisoft turning assassin's creed into a live service game uh won't be out for a couple of years because it's pretty much just been announced so uh yeah in terms of narrative driven single player story assassin's creed games you can kiss those goodbye because you probably won't get one again and it will be uh it will basically be assassin's creed turning into destiny or the avengers game in that way so very very disappointing so we talked about that and we also talked about sony's newest state of play from thursday talking about a bunch of games there as well uh world of the last of us podcast we talked i talked about uh lev and the character spotlight for him he's a new character in the last of us part two and talked about his journey and the importance of that character and uh just a bunch of other things involving that character as well uh, did a podcast called Why the DCEU is Failing and the MCU is Succeeding. Just kind of looking at the past, present and future of both the MCU and the DCEU. How both universes and franchises have kind of gone. Looking at the upcoming slate, looking at what's happened and kind of the very different paths they've sort of ended up with. And just all the all the very weird bits and pieces of the DCEU. And uh, where things were going to go with the Snyderverse and all that. And where things are probably going to kind of go now. And all that sort of thing. So just kind of talking about that. And uh, my observations about both of those universes. I didn't talk about any Black Widow spoilers on that by the way. So you don't need to worry about that. So there's that as well. Speaking of football. did a podcast. uh, Just giving my thoughts on England's defeat to Italy in the Euros final. What I think went wrong. And uh, just a bunch of other stuff. Also talking about um, unfortunately the racist abuse towards Rashford, Saka and Sancho. Who missed their penalties unfortunately. uh, Which doesn't give any excuse for racism. Nothing ever gives an excuse for racism. But uh, just talking about the situation there and uh england's kind of journey and also talking about luke shaw who i think was the player of the tournament as well who did score the goal uh, the first goal in that final so talking about that uh ted lasso season two kicks off next week next friday uh, i did a season two preview podcast uh that's called uh, the american coach and uh, that starts next week on friday but you can listen to my season two preview if you want to did another thing called three batmen and the flash talking about uh the fact that we're going to have three batmen uh, on screen next year played by three different actors in two films so again just dc being kind of strange with all that what does that mean what does that mean for the flash and uh, how much it will probably confuse the casual audience because i'm pretty sure that it will when they see three different batmen in the same year so uh also did my review for black widow 
and uh, me and Robert last week did a, a spoiler-free review for the Tomorrow War. We gave that a skip rating because it wasn't very good. So, uh, but that's what we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, let's get into the recap. Uh, Walt barely delivers the inventory of drugs to Gus in time, but misses his daughter's birth. His daughter's called Holly. Um, he arrives at the hospital where he finds Ted. Uh, that drove Skylar there. Walt returns home and stashes his money away. This isn't the point where he shows Holly uh, the money. That's at a later scene. Um, but uh, yeah, some interesting stuff to talk about here. Uh, I mean, sure. I said before about like you know Ted probably wants to get there with uh, or you know sleep with Skylar or whatever. I don't think this is quite to do with that. I think this is very much you know when we saw her last episode. She was going into labour at work. Ted, I think, was there. So it makes logical sense that, you know, yeah, he's the one that there it is there. He would drive her to the hospital. So I don't think it's got anything to do with their flirtations, really. It's just he they were both in the building at the same time. He's got a car. She's going into labour. You know, you put two and two in together, you make four. Uh, would you agree with that? That there's not really, there's not really the same flirtation thing to, to do with that. Would you agree? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, yes, we know that there is something potentially uh, between Ted and Skylar, but I, I, at this particular point, I think it's a case of, it's what any boss would have done in that situation. Hopefully. You know, one of you, one of you, you would think, you know, uh, one of your staff goes into labour, you either are going to try and get an ambulance there or you're going to, like, you know, drive them to the hospital yourself. You would hope if you're a, if they're a decent human being. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, it makes perfect sense. I mean, the fact that he was still hanging around that far afterwards is maybe a little bit weird. But, yeah, I mm. mean, you know, the, the, that, that's, the fact that he actually was there in the first place and drove her there is not unusual, I don't think. Mm. I think that was perfectly reasonable reasonable going back a little bit i i can't remember whether the fact that um walt takes the spare tire out of the car comes back at some point i know that's a really minor thing oh yeah because he threw but, the tire didn't he and it hit he that threw, phone or whatever yeah because when when he wanted to he to to stuff the duffel bag into to hide the duffel bag in the back of the car he throws the spare tire out and i can't remember whether that comes back at some point about the fact that he now has no spare tire in the car but hmm. um yes i i just just a kind of off topic you know off the sort of main thing about the birth but um yeah that i just noticed that was sort of an interesting little thing but mm-hmm. um well Vin- vince does tend to do some of those things on purpose yes. uh just because the, the show does have these little details that do kind of come back and stuff uh, so I, d- I don't think you're wrong about that. I can't remember myself if that does come back, but um, it's a good observation, I think, because it. I my guess would be it probably does come back. Like maybe somebody asks him about it or something. So yeah, uh, or, or he's here. He's trying to. Most likely, he's trying to get somewhere and he blows a tire out and then doesn't have a spare. Yeah. I think he's probably more <laughs> likely. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah. In terms of the Ted stuff, I mean, even if it was like the intern that was walking past or whatever, or the I don't know, even if it was like one of the cleaners or, or a- anybody in that building, if you see, um, you know, somebody going into labour, you wouldn't just be like, oh, I'll see you later, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but obviously it was Ted in this situation, so that makes sense. Um, so that was uh, that was a good scene to, to start things off with. And um, I found it kind of interesting that um, 
Skylar was quite sort of relaxed and it was just I guess Walter she thought that Walter was just a bit late um just just you know because because uh, like maybe traffic or, or whatever it was well um, yeah but she I don't know I found, I found that interesting that she was a bit uh well he, he he had rung ahead to say oh I'm stuck in traffic you know it's yeah, just yeah. like so so he did ring and make an excuse for that um mm-hmm. but you know Walter obviously upset about the fact that he did miss the birth because of what he had to do and you know blames jesse for it quite rightly i think because jesse was like you know high yeah, out of line yeah. so yeah yeah so uh and then yeah he stashes his money away at home and then that's the cold open that we've got uh we'll talk about the money and stuff later uh switching over to jesse at jesse's apartment jane wakes up um when she is phoned by her father uh he's called donald uh, because she is late for a narcotics anonymous meeting at lunch afterwards, so she goes to meet him at lunch. Uh, she does not mention that she started using heroin again and acts as though she uh, does not know Jesse when her father asks about him. Because uh, obviously um, Donald saw uh, Jesse before, and Jane sort of acted like he was just you know the, a normal tenant or whatever, neighbor. yeah, yeah uh, not, not normal neighbor and stuff. So he's he's trying to uh, keep on that same track, which which does make make sense as well. Um, I mean, when he's got like the concerns for her with the drugs and stuff, rightfully so, and she's got like the eighteen month badge or or whatever. Um, I think he says eighteen months in in the episode. Yes, so, I think it is. Yeah, um, makes sense that like okay, if she starts talking about Jesse and has to kind of explain who he is the dad maybe would would try and put two t- two and two together and think like okay you know if she you know because she's been kind of down this road before of trying to get clean and everything uh he may you know end up knocking at jesse's or something so um and like maybe asking him about certain things which kind of ends up happening later because he walks in basically on the two of them so um yeah i can understand uh jane's kind of approach here of trying to just dodge the question about him and everything so um, but I thought it was a good scene between two of them. It's like seeing Donald, I guess, properly for not for the first time. We've seen him before, but this is like m- more of a conversation, I suppose. Uh, what do you mm-hmm. think of uh, Jane and Donald's conversation? Yeah, I mean, I, he's sort of it's a father that is concerned about his daughter. Understandably, you know, she is. I think we've established, I think he, cause he mentions her age. He says she's sort of 27 or something. And, and, you know, so it's, it's somebody that, you know, who's been dealing with at least the past 10 years of her drug abuse. And he, it sounds like he's tried various different ways. He's maybe been a bit harsh at times, but you know, he's dealing with a heroin addict. It's, <sighs> I mean, a horrible situation to have to deal with. So I do have some sympathy for Donald in this. I mean, it's he maybe is a little overly judgmental, but, you know, he is dealing with a daughter who's a heroin addict as well. And I, there is going to be a certain amount of worry there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and, and she's evasive and, you know, he's, as we know at this point, he's now lying to him about it. So, yeah, it's it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely difficult for, for both of them. And obviously he's got his concerns about... Uh his daughter and stuff so uh it's interesting and we'll see how this plays out further as well and then obviously there's a conversation between 
Walt and Donald later, which was interesting because they don't know who each other really is. So we'll talk about that when we get to that. Uh, Jesse seeing the aftermath. Um, hang on. Yeah, Jesse seeing the aftermath of Walt's um, search initially believes he was robbed because he basically wakes up and realizes, okay, um, well, Jane actually says, hey, somebody broke in and he's sort of like, uh, whatever, he's, he's sort of out of it. Uh, he does wake up eventually and searches and realizes, okay, the drugs are gone. He thinks that he's been uh, robbed. Then he listens to Walt's messages after he calls him because he calls Walt up and. Uh, they kind of like have a go at each other and stuff and Walt just hangs up on him but then he sees that they show the four don't they the four messages or whatever yeah and uh, obviously that gets explained because we saw Walt leaving some messages I think last episode and everything when he was looking for the drugs uh, Walt unable to tell anyone else in his family about the money uh, privately shows his daughter the stash of um, cash hidden in the garage walls uh, let's talk about this Jesse and uh, Walt stuff first. Um, yeah, it it kind of goes into a later scene where um, you know Walt's talking about, hey, when did you sort of not mess up? And I, I suppose some of Walt's disappointment here is okay. First of all, it's the whole getting high thing and sort of um, being off track, I guess, with like what's going on because he's missed the whole drug deal and and everything else. But um, yeah, I suppose it's to do with with all that. So, what do you think of uh, their conversation and Jesse's yeah. realization? I mean, I think it's it's Walt's anger and disappointment, and you know, he, Walt doesn't really have a go at Jesse at this point. I mean, he d- he does a little. You know, Jesse's kind of saying, "You know, say something, yell at me," and Walt just puts the phone down on him. Um, it's really the the fact that. Jesse was so stupid when they're in the biggest deal of their life and mm. they're supposed to be on call and Jesse, rather than being together, decides to get high. Um, and it's it's a this is kind of probably one of the darker periods for Jesse, you know, um, and it shows how easy it is for him to slip into um a very very dangerous area of becoming a full-blown drug addict whereas prior to this yes he smoked some meth but there is a certain amount of that that was sort of under control and um you know the the later conversation when jesse comes to the school i i'm kind of siding with walt on that you know uh with what they talk about then so i Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's um, I, I kind of with Walt on this, um, you know, Jesse was reckless and, uh, you know, Walt, Walt's kind of minor bit of revenge was the fact that he doesn't tell Jesse that he hasn't actually been robbed. And, you know, clearly, yeah. clearly Jesse hasn't listened to any of the messages, so he just lets him to work it out for himself. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, yeah, no, I agree with you with, with with all that. I think. Do you think there's a bit of Walt that's thinking about his conversation with Gus, where he's like, "Hey, don't trust a drug addict," and like this is was his big deal with Gus, and Jesse basically wasn't there for it. So I think yeah, that is, that yeah. is a very good point, actually. I mean, you know, the the 
Gus and Walt very much have a similar mindset of this is a business. Um, you know, this is we make the drugs, uh, you know, but you don't trust a drug addict. And Walt's then vouched for him. And he's now paying the consequences of that because Jesse has not stuck to his word and, and ended up getting high when he mm. shouldn't have done. So, yeah, yeah, I think there's definitely some of uh, Gus's words, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Walt's yeah. mind and everything. Because it's, it's li- what he what Gus said to him about, like, hey, you can't trust the drug dealer and all this sort of stuff literally plays out in his deal with Gus. So I think that's definitely part to play. Yeah. Um, I quite like this scene with Walt and his uh, daughter and him saying, because this is kind of, I mean, it, it does, I know I've said this quite a few times and it keeps kind of popping up in the show. This is really is digging into the plot of the show. Guy gets cancer, tries to get money through drug deals and is now showing for pretty much for the first time, showing one of his family members that obviously can't like, you know, telling one because he's because all his newborn baby is telling his family about like okay i i did this for you so this is the first time we're we're seeing that and i thought it was quite special actually for that because like i know i've talked about okay the status of walt and jesse and their kind of um uh you know uh relationship with their with their um business and everything and how that's going and the status of that and they've talked about like different things to do with okay how much money do we have and what do we need to do and how do we like sort out our drug empire that also does dig a lot into the plot but mm. um like the actual main reason for the story but the other main part of it is okay what you know what does he need that money for it's the cancer he's dying that money's for his family and this is the first time he gets to show one of his family members at least so far we're only in season two out of five um so far what he's done so i think it's uh i think it was quite interesting and quite a special scene so and like i said yeah. out of all out of all of his family members because there's no point showing jesse this because it isn't really for jesse um this i mean some of it was but not like all of it the only family member that he can show that is has just been born is holly so mm. um what do you what do you think of that scene it's about walt's ego again to me it is um, yeah yeah, I, I mean, you know, most of it, yes, he he is sort of showing off to a family member because he can. And I mean, there is a scene later on with Sol where he he vents his frustration about the money uh, and uh, rather what he can't do with the money. Mm-hmm. And it is about Walt's ego. I mean, the entire show is about Walt's ego, as we sort of said before, you know, um, because he had an opportunity to take the money off his friends in the first place. And, you know, that would have been a way of paying for the cancer treatment and none of this would have been necessary, but his ego wouldn't let him do it. And this again is about his ego is like, I did this. I made this money. I made this money for you. It's me. See me. You know, he's, he's very much wants to be seen as, big important you know hey aren't i great for doing all this and achieving ridiculous you know that yes it was done through illegal means but i you know i i achieved this i you know made half a million dollars 
and and he wants to be able to show that off to somebody. And at mm-hmm. this point, as you say, the only person he really can show that off to, I mean, there's no point in showing it off to Jesse because Jesse was there and knows about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and it wouldn't have the same impact. The only person, you know, he wants to be able to show this off to his family. And the only family member he can do that to is the baby because it can't tell anybody. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of digging digs into as well. Um, you know, you look at Walt's life before and he doesn't feel like he's doing much and kind of just living, uh, like a, mi- a middle-aged, um, what's that thing called? Mid- midlife crisis, a midlife, midlife crisis. crisis sort of, sort yeah. of life where, Hey, it's just sort of teaching at the school. I'm overqualified. You know, the kids don't, the students don't really listen to me, especially Jesse from the past, obviously. And then does the car wash thing and then goes home, sees his wife and kids go to bed, wake up, do that again. And this is him. This is him having a chance to do something else, something he shouldn't be kind of doing because yes, it's illegal, but you know, it's it's for a a good reason. Um, so this this is kind of I think this is probably him thinking, okay, I actually did something that is good and that I actually kind of wanted to do, and something that I was excited to do for the first mm-hmm. time in probably what over ten years, maybe you'd you'd think, um, or or some long period of time. So. It's uh, it's important for Walt as well, but it also is is good for his family and stuff. So, uh, I thought that was a really really good scene with with them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, Jesse shows up at Walt's classroom to ask for a share of the money, which Walt uh, refuses because he still believes uh, it will further his addiction. Because he's you know okay, if I give you this money, you're just gonna kind of shoot it into your arm, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he promises to pay Jesse when he knows that Jesse and Jane are clean and he gives him this little um thing to to pee in or whatever um and he says like hey if you can like pee in that and show me that you're clean i'll give you the money and he throws the thing at him so yeah (laughs) yeah um it it, it, this is one of them kind of jesse um walt scenes where there's a bit of comedy in here weirdly as well like the the way that he reacts to him throwing that i think Mm -hmm. it's like a, a beaker or whatever um, him throwing that at Walt and Walt having this kind of, there's a they sometimes it's it's funny the way they managed to do it because it almost shouldn't work and it shouldn't really be funny but there's a little bit of like okay come on you two could like sort it out sort of thing um but then you still kind of understand both sides of okay yeah Jesse's you know doing something he shouldn't really be doing but it is his money but he shouldn't really have it because he might use it for bad reasons but then if you look at Walt's side he's thinking okay, I don't want you, I don't want to give you this money that is yours, but if I give it to you, it's just going to further the bad thing that you're doing to yourself at the moment. So, yeah, but uh, um, I, th- I, I thought this was a pretty good scene between the two of them. I uh, I liked it. What do you think? Yeah, I like this scene quite a lot, and it, it sort of shows the relationship between the pair of them and exposes that relationship a bit more, you know, because Walt is not holding onto this money and saying, no, screw you. You're, you screwed up. You're not getting it. He's, he's literally saying, I am not giving this to you because I don't want your death on my conscience because at the moment I'm worried you're just going to That's what might shoot, yeah. shoot that up your arm. Um, I, and you know, as we see later on, that's not an unfounded worry, you know? Um, so, uh, and obviously he is pissed at Jesse because of the fact that, as I said, it was the biggest deal of their lives. He opted to get strung out and get high rather than be on call and available. And that resulted in Walt having to miss Holly's birth. 
So, yeah, I mean, Walter's pissed at him, which is you know, why he put the phone down on him earlier and left him to think that he that uh, Jesse had been robbed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think this is Walt acting as a sort of father figure to Jesse. And um, I know that annoys Jesse as well, but I think he needs it at this point, you know. And, and the fact that he challenges him with the beaker and says, OK, pee in that. If you can prove you're clean, I'll give you the money. And Jesse, of course, can't because he's just come off being high. Um, and then, you know, he also... Walt makes a comment about Jane being his junkie girlfriend and stuff. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's interesting as well when it comes to this conversation and the conversation with Jane's father. Um, and then both kind of dealing with wayward children to a certain extent. I mean, Jane obviously actually is Donald's daughter, whereas Jesse isn't really, you know, Walt's kid, but, there is that relationship there as well, I think. Mm. Um, so there is a sort of mirroring on that with the two sort of father figures dealing with these wayward children and how they manage it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting scene. Now, I'm very much with Walt. I think Walt had the right idea, you know, and was and was right to hold back the money at that point because I think it was difficult to know what Jesse would have done had you just handed it straight over. And I think later on it sort of bears out, you know, um, the, the, what his worries were, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, uh, later speaking of heroin and stuff later, Jesse and Jane inject heroin, um, in or at his apartment not in his apartment they're at his apartment uh, as he passes out jesse complains about Walt holding out on him with the money that we just talked about telling jane that he is owed four hundred and eighty thousand. um just gonna pause there for a second because he says 480 he doesn't quite yeah. get the words out to say thousand He's, and she's like oh 480 bucks or whatever she says or dollars um that's like quite a lot and he's like no thousand like the way he just sort of slurs those words out and that's just that little bit of dialogue to kind of set um jane off i suppose with the whole like Mm -hmm. blackmail stuff um yeah uh donald calls jane again when uh she's late to another rehab meeting because again she's still getting high with uh jesse uh unbeknownst to jane he's waiting directly outside uh this is literally just after um uh jesse's kind of passed out he's waiting outside seeing her um emerging from uh jesse's door because of course the doors are right next to each other but he knows which one's which uh he barges in and finds evidence of them both using heroin because they kind of just have he's furious that she has relapsed and calls the police or goes to call the police but jane promises she'll go to rehab the next day she says something about i'd need to phone work or whatever yeah. uh he relents and he gives her another chance and says yes we're going to rehab tomorrow you can sort out what you need to sort out today so this was the scene that I was talking about earlier. Um, you know, if I basically I think if if Jane, when she was having that lunch conversation with her dad, had explained, not fully explained, hey, yeah, we're using heroin and that sort of stuff, but explaining, like, yeah, he comes over and we hang out. I think it would simply have just been a, been a case where he would have come over earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But with this situation, it's pretty much OK, because she's now missed or been late to two meetings. It's okay. I'm worried about my daughter, who's a drug addict, eighteen months clean. I'm just gonna go over there myself and and check up on her. Uh, so basically, he just ends up. To me, he just ends up going over there slightly later, but you get kind of the the same result. 
Um, plus, then, obviously, with this later scene, if he had gone over there earlier, Jesse wouldn't have told her about the money. So that's kind of the, the difference there, I suppose. Um, what do you think of this uh, whole scene with the dad and Jesse and Jane? Yeah, I mean, this is... It, it, it's horrible for Donald yeah, as, yeah. You know, as the father because, you know... She's been lying to him. Um, I mean, Jane makes a really rookie mistake of of walking out of Jesse's front door. I mean, obviously she doesn't know Donald's there, but that you know, had she done that, she would have gone out the back door and then gone in her back door and out through her own front door, which is what we've seen her do before when her dad's turned up on the doorstep. Um, so had she known that Donald was there, that's probably what she would have done. But of course, she walks out Jesse's front door. Uh, Donald sees it. Uh, I, I mean, there are things that, you know, if Jesse had come in that earlier conversation and said, oh, yes, we're seeing each other, had they had that conversation, then I rather suspect that they may not have, that may have stopped them from taking not possibly because there was a possibility that Donald may want to come over and vet the guy or you know there was more likelihood of him showing up which was obviously what she wanted to avoid which is why she didn't tell him and then of course she walks straight out into him and we end up with this whole thing of him barging into the house and finding the drugs and calling the police and yeah I mean it's a mess so that's one way to um, to describe it yeah, yeah and also had I mean, as we know, what happens to Jane at the end of the episode had Donald not relented and said and actually said, no, you are going into rehab today, then she wouldn't be in the situation she's in at the end of the episode. Mm. So, yeah, so. Um, it's a it's it's a big shame, but uh, I mean, you know, you look at these situations and you think, okay, if this happened, if this didn't happen, or whatever, we'd have had a different situation. Um, I suppose the, mis- the well, not mistake. I suppose the thing there is like, okay, I'll give you today to sort of sort things out and then go to rehab tomorrow. Um, it's just, I mean, it's it's the shame. It's a shame that they just had that that one more. Like, hey, we got that little bit left. Let's do that part, and then you see the result of it later. So, um, but uh, yeah, we get obviously the other part that's that's dropped in here, the four hundred and eighty thousand, which is part of the money from the the Gus deal and Sol's cut that he took <laughs> and stuff. So, um, yeah, that sets uh, Jane off, and we'll talk about her and the waltz uh, scene later on. Uh, but yeah, as you said, it's a it's a big tragic mess, really. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Walt Junior has put. Um, should, should we call him Walt Junior or Flynn? Or I, I'm not actually well, really well, sure. I think it's what. Well, Walt Junior is his official name. Let's call him Walt Junior. Yeah, yeah, and it says Walt Junior here. So, uh, meanwhile, Walt Junior has put a website, uh, put up a website, so that people can donate to Walt's cancer surgery. Uh, they initially like it and that sort of thing, and they have a bit of a discussion about it. Marie's there, Skylar's there, and everybody's kind of there. Uh, Walt does not um, want to accept charity. He kind of has a conversation with Skylar about it, especially 
because he earned the money to pay for his treatment but uh, can't reveal that to his family of course which is one of his big obstacles at this time uh, Sol tells him he goes to see Sol uh, he tells him he will contact a hacker to make the money look like it's coming from computers all over the world so not not one massive donation but like a bunch of little donations and things and avert suspicion by putting in small amounts um it's it's a pretty simple thing that Solar's has thought of here, I suppose. Just like okay, mm-hmm. this, it, I I I really like the way Soul does these sort of things. It's like, hey, yeah, I I mean, how many people does Soul know that? It's like, <laughs> okay, I've got a guy for this, and, the, and I mean, I find I find it believable. I'm not saying it's like weird or whatever, because you know, you yeah. think of, you think of the type of business that Soul's in. Yeah, he probably knows. Okay, I know a guy who knows, a, you know, that that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I I do find I find it quite fun to watch both Bob Odenkirk do those scenes and to watch solely in those scenes of like, hey, we have this problem. Yeah, we can get a guy who's like doing this thing or whatever. Uh, I, I really like it. So uh, yeah. we'll talk about the soul stuff in a second. Um, yeah, good good little website and that sort of thing. I thought it was quite good. Obviously, we, we know why Walt doesn't like it is because, okay, instead of asking for charity, like in the local neighborhood, I guess, uh, he knows he's got the money, but I suppose his solution is to moan to Soul about it, and then Soul comes up with a solution. So, they they find that solution in the end, I guess, which is good. Uh, what do you think of the website and uh, everything that's happened here? Yeah, I mean, the the website on a side note is called SaveWalterWhite.com, and yeah. it is actually live. You could go and Google the website. Uh, it does actually exist. Huh. Um, okay. it, it does actually exist and it is actually there so you could uh, you, it's still up you know they're, they're still paying and running it uh so you could go and look at the website but it's um yeah i mean it's a sensible solution you know as sol says you know that's the solution right there and i know walt doesn't like the idea because essentially it means that the money is coming through as charity and again isn't money that Walt has earned which you know he wants the he wants the recognition for the fact that it's his work that has made that money and if they're having to filter it through this sort of system then uh, you know that means that it's not money that he's earned and that I think rubs him the wrong way you know because one of the things he rants to soul about is the fact that it's my money I made it I that i made it you know and it's like it's all sort of well you can't really do that um i know further down the line they come up with other ways of of laundering that money but this is a fairly easy way of of laundering some of it at the moment mm. um and uh yeah i mean soul if you think about the sort of work that soul does he's dealing with criminals all the time so it makes sense that he knows a guy who knows a guy that's a hacker or you know he knows a guy who knows a guy that can get you out of the country or yeah it, that sort of thing makes perfect sense because of the circles that soul works in so i mean mm. it's completely believable that 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 may be the case yeah um i just think that's I, a fun thing for that character Oh yeah, so. yeah. No, it's great. It's uh, you know he's like I know somebody is is always the thing with Sol, mm. which is wonderful. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I I I think this is fine, and it makes a it's a sensible way for them to be able to launder a certain amount of the money. I mean, I think it would be difficult to launder all of it through that, but certainly you could launder some of it through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it kind of digs into what's ego in a certain way of like yeah, hey this is my money that i earned i i want to do something with it you know me mm-hmm. me me kind of thing um and like hey i don't want like charity from other people to save me because it it's it's 
awkward and kind of unfortunate for him because it's like okay throughout his life he's not been able to quite do what he wants and we've, we've discussed that before this is a situation where he has been able to do something successfully at least so far and he has earned something from it so he's gotten that reward but he can't use that reward because it's you know illegal <laughs> and he can't show his family like hey here's like 400 grand or whatever um because and then questions will start being raised and all that sort of thing so um it's sort of like he's earned that reward but he he can't use it so his family who he can't tell about this apart from holly um is like oh we need to do some like um desperate kind of thing which is you know setting up this this website and stuff and he's he's unbeknownst to him his son has put all his work into it and it's it's very you can see it's quite awkward for for walt to deal with um but again kind of digs into the ego and that sort of stuff so yeah. which is which is interesting um but yeah i i, I love the way that soul's like yeah i got a guy for that we can talk to him and do do all this kind of stuff uh and yeah what he, what he said is pretty simple we'll set up some basically what bot accounts that will donate small amounts of this money so yeah pretty simple so uh, after this, uh, Jane calls Walt to blackmail him into giving Jesse his share. Walt delivers the money to Jesse and Jane, who are uh, ecstatic and talk about getting clean. But um, they still want to... Uh, Jesse basically says, hey, let's use, like, finish off what we've got with this, these drugs. And then kind of start fresh and that sort of thing. Which, uh, yeah. Such an is... addict thing to do, yeah. Yeah, which is, is not how that's going to work out, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So it it is a shame, isn't it? Because like you can see how happy they are, and they have I mean, apart from the drug, if you take the drugs equation out of it, they have been like good together and that sort of thing. Like when they talk yeah. about all their drawings and the way they bonded, and you know, when yeah. all, all the way back from when Jesse was waiting for the satellite to load, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, so, I mean, and and the irony is of all this, of course, is you know Jesse's getting the blame for getting. Um, jane back on the drugs but it was jane that brought the drugs in i mean jesse yeah, hadn't yeah. done heroin until this point it was jane that went out and got the heroin for them mm-hmm. um it's really it's actually the other way around more than anything else i think um i mean yes jesse is a drug dealer and he was smoking there but he was very protective of it he was like no go you know i need to get high because uh, you know he'd had that horrible day and he's yeah, like i need to smoke bracken yeah bad after badger died and you know he's like i just i i need to get high you go and she didn't and That's, so yeah there is a little bit on both sides but ultimately it was jane that actually went out and got the heroin hmm. um jane kind of continued it in in a way yeah it was jane that actively you know he jesse was very much you know not taking yeah he didn't stop her but that's not Jesse's sort of character. It was very much Jane's conscious decision to to go back on it. And yeah, you can argue that if she hadn't messed Jesse, that might not have happened in the first place. But she, it was her decision to backslide, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, but then she is an addict, and that's sometimes what happens, unfortunately. Yep, unfortunately, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the conversation between the, the conversation between the pair of them of them going hey you know we could go anywhere and we could do anything you know but we've got to get clean first we need to get clean first but let's just finish off these drugs it's such an addict thing to do Mm -hmm. so uh yeah that's that's like yeah that that's never gonna end well so 
Yeah, yeah. So it's a shame. Uh, Walt goes to a bar to unwind, where he unknowingly sits next to Donald. The two start talking about um, the Phoenix probes uh, discovery of uh, water on Mars, and about Donald's daughter and Walt's quote-unquote nephew, Jesse. Because that's mm-hmm. kind of what he calls him in this situation. Both voicing their frustrations over trying to help people who will not do what is good for them. Donald opines that uh, one can never give up on one's family. This does kind of motivate Walt to go back and think, yeah, you know, Jesse's not kind of too far gone. Neither of them really are. No. Um, but kind of thinking, okay, we had that big argument, and Jesse did sort of say, you know, uh, um, or he says, uh, said earlier when he went to give the money about, like, hey, we don't have to see each other again. And this does just motivate Walt to uh, go back and, and see the two of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good scene between two of them. It's, it's essentially two father figures, not really angry or disappointed, more just sort of, but you know, voicing their fatherly concerns for two people they very much care about. Because although you know Jesse isn't uh, Walt's son, he kind of sees him in certain ways as um, you know he, he's the father figure of, of of Jesse in a way, and is the one that is currently sort of guiding him. Because uh, if I remember, um, Jesse's actual parents have kind of like dumped him and not really not don't don't really want anything to do with him. So Walt's the one that's sort of in that situation now. Um, it's kind of interesting that they, I mean, because they don't know who each other is, and the people they're both concerned about are directly, you know, involved with each other, um, and both kind of currently have the same problem, which is that they're both at that point, you know, on on the drugs and everything, so I found that quite an interesting little uh, piece to add in here. Uh, And then, of course, yeah, you snuck in the little, like, science stuff with... uh, with Walt, which was called as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of this bar scene? Yeah, I, as I said earlier, this is it's sort of interesting because it it does put the two father figures in the same room and just you know by pure coincidence happen to have them talking to each other and happen to sit in the same bar and uh, yeah, you know, and and it's quite nice the way because yeah, Walt the first thing Walt does is, you know, the phone, he rings and sort of says, oh yeah, or the phone goes and he sort of says, oh yeah, I can't get these nappies anywhere because that's what he's been sent out for is to get nappies. And uh, Donald sort of says, nicely done. Mm, so I like, know, that. I like that. It, it was quite, quite kind of sweet the way that they first kind of got talking and uh, the stuff about the water on Mars and, the, and, and Walt sort of explaining that and he's like, you know, Donald's like, you know, they found water on Mars. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information, but good for them. You know, <laughs> it's, it's quite, it's a lovely little conversation between the pair of them. But the the stuff about the the family and you know, you you can't give up on them and that sort of stuff, and that's ultimately what motivates motivates um, uh, him to go back, Walt to go back mm-hmm. and check up on trying to sort of get through to Jesse again. So, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, that conversation between them was great. Like, hey, I'm pulling into. I think he said Walmart. I'm pulling into Walmart now, uh, just to like buy himself a bit of time. So that was yeah, that was pretty good. Um, so yeah, uh, let's move on to the uh, the final scene of the episode. Motivated by Donald's words to help Jesse, uh, Walt goes back to Jesse's house to talk to him. The, the door is still kind of broken, so he can quite easily get in, which isn't good because that means that anybody can kind of get in and yeah. do god knows what um to uh yeah Walt goes back to jesse's house to talk to him but uh finds jesse and jane passed out from heroin use both on their sides as well 
Uh, while Walt is trying to wake Jesse, he inadvertently knocks Jane onto her back. She starts to choke on her own vomit. Walt rushes to help, but uh, then lets her die in order to protect uh, Jesse from um, his eventual overdose as well. And um, because of other reasons related to, to Jane and stuff. Walt does begin to cry before looking on and uh, realising kind of what's happened and just kind of caught in that particular moment. And the episode ends there with uh, Jane unfortunately dead from uh, be- from being tipped on her back really um, and-, and choking and that sort of stuff. So mm. it this wasn't like, you know, Walt went in there, killed Jane you know, it was very much an accident. I think the part where people, you know, debate the scene and is this the point where he, he breaks bad and stuff. First of all, you can see uh, more of the Walt side of the character there, where it's okay. He has the regret, yeah. but I, I mean, to me, th- th- this is Walt thinking, okay, if I save Jane here, like tip her back over or whatever, or help her, um, they'll probably do this again. Mm-hmm. And it will get Jesse killed, which in of itself is not a good thing because he does care about Jesse and he's just had that conversation with Donald about that. But it's also okay. It would it would hurt both Walt and Jesse in a way because first of all, it would get Jesse killed eventually because they would at some point at some other point they would have probably overdosed because they were um, both addicts and whatnot. Um, but it's also sort of okay if if Jesse does go, it will affect the progress and stuff that he's made so <laughs> far. So there is there is more than a couple of reasons. Um, so yeah, this isn't like it's 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 a difficult grey area kind of thing to to look at. And we do have some emails about like grey area characters and that sort of thing. Um, but I I don't I don't think you can really look at the scene and be like he murdered Jane he's horrible yeah. and he did it on like I don't think that you can really quite argue that like if you look at the expression on Walt's face and him realizing what he's done and everything uh, I mean he still doesn't know that this is Donald's daughter no. that, uh, that that he's talking about um, but yeah you you can definitely see some some regret there but realizes. I I think I think one of the main things is okay. If I if unfortunately if I save her, both of them will die, eventually, from from drug overdose. Um, so it's a difficult scene to talk about. It's a difficult one to kind of analyze, and there's a lot of things in there. But what do you think of uh, this sad scene? Yeah, I mean there there are interesting and few interesting background bits about this scene. I mean uh, Brian Cranston has said it's one of the most harrowing things that he did on Breaking Bad was shooting this because you know he has a young daughter and and was sort of you know he talks about it he, he wrote a memoir in memoir in 2016 he does talk a bit about you know imagining his daughter as Jane and yeah. and how that was extremely difficult for him and it was one of the worst things that he had to do on Breaking Bad. Interestingly the original version of the script apparently had Walt actually actively going in and shooting Jane up with an additional dose of heroin, which in that case, yes, wow. that would have been very, very much Walt killing Jane. Yeah, and yeah. I'm rather glad they changed that because I, I don't think that would have that doesn't really fit Walt's character at that at this point. He's not, he isn't full Heisenberg here. Um, no. He's very much still Walt. And yeah, he accidentally knocked, knocks Jane onto her back, you know, without realizing he's more concerned about Jesse at that point. Um, 
he sees her start to choke. He does run around and he's about to kind of do it. And it's it's not even really it's beautifully played by Brian Cranston because it, it's not that active a decision. It's it, it's you can see this thought process of these cogs whirring through his head of mm. going of just a split second of him taking a couple of moments to go. Wait, what if I don't do anything here? What if I just leave her? Um, you know, if she's the person that brought brought the heroin into Jesse's life, if I let this continue, Jesse is probably going to end up dead. Plus the fact that you know she threatened to expose me, and you know that that um, threat there. goes away yeah. if she dies. So there's you can see that there is that split second thought process of a couple of moments of that going through his head. Ultimately, I think had she been choking for longer, I think Walt still would have actually helped her eventually, but she died fairly quickly. And I think if you actually look at the scene, it's not that long before she starts to choke and actually dies. And I, I actually think Walt ultimately probably would have actually stepped in but she dies before he can do anything mm. um yeah. you know but he did he, he, you know he could have done something but he took a few moments to kind of think through the, the process of it so it's a sort of yes he did let her die but it's just him taking slightly too long like thinking about okay the pros and cons of this uh, mm-hmm. and uh ultimately i yeah i do i do think that had that gone on for you know 10 seconds longer he probably would have actually stepped in and saved her but um she just dies before he actually makes that decision so i i i don't think this you know and he's obviously you know he's crying and and i I, I think he knows what he did and knows that he paused and that was ultimately the thing that let her die. But I think also, I think he knows that if she does die, that's likely to get Jesse back on the right path as well. Mm. Because if Jesse has to wake up next to his girlfriend's dead body when she's overdosed, that's probably going to be the thing that kicks him off actually using more heroin. So I, there are multiple things going through his head and I think it's just him trying to sort of line all that up and taking a little bit too long over it. And that's the thing that actually um, leads him just to take a bit too much time and she dies. Um, so I I don't think that this is him breaking bad. I think, I, I think there's just, it's just him thinking through the process and it's Walt thinking through the process about what is best for Jesse. And, uh, he leaves it a little bit too long, mm. you know, and she, she dies because of that. Um, but it's, it's a really interesting thing that is, is the, done in the just very clever way that Cranston plays it with just facial expressions. And, and as I say, it's like, you can see the cogs turning in his face. Um, you know, in his mind, uh, I, I mean, the, there isn't, um, it, it's no surprise that he got an Emmy nomination for this and the actual, the episode was Emmy nominated as well. And I think very, okay. very well deserved yeah. for this. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I, I think that's a, it's a, 
very much a, a really outstanding performance mm. uh, from from Brian in this. Definitely, yeah, it's a difficult one to watch and and all that. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah, the, well, I didn't I didn't know the original script thing and all that. I think that would have been much much worse. Um, yeah, I think I think if you do something like that, that comes close to ruining what was a character. I think I think yeah. I think I think that would even go beyond breaking him bad or whatever. Um, yeah, because that's active murder. And, yeah, and I I I think yeah. Whilst I think you know, full blown Heisenberg at the end may have done something like that. When you'll get to the sort of end of the series, there there is possibility that Heisenberg. Yeah, when he's gone full blown Heisenberg, yeah, he may have done something like that, but. I'm not even entirely convinced that he would have. I don't know, because um, it's different between something like this and Tuco. Whereas, the, you know, they were talking about, you know, and they tried to poison Tuco, but Tuco was a very, very bad man. Jane's just a drug addict, you know, and she's on the wrong path, and she's a young girl. Yeah. And I, I, I think. I, I'm not even convinced that a full-blown Eisenberg would necessarily have been that ruthless as to shoot her up with an additional dose of heroin to actively try and kill her. Mm. Um, so I, I just don't think it would have been in his character at all. And certainly at this point in not at this uh, point, as, as well, there is no way he would have done that. No. So I, I think that definitely made a more sensible change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So... Uh, that's the end of the episode, a sad end to the episode. Uh, we do have one more episode left for the season. Uh, I was going to say next week's episode 13, but it's been out for a long time. <laughs> yeah. We'll be, we'll be covering uh, season finale next week. Uh, but before we get into all that, uh, let's get into some emails, some feedback. Uh, if you want to send in those things, either about Breaking Bad or anything related to Entertainment Talk, uh, matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's a contact page, and also information in your show notes. Ryan uh, is a little bit annoyed. He says, Teddy, when? I think he's talking about the teddy bear and not Ted, the one that helped um, <laughs> Skylar with the pregnancy. Mysteries are, mysteries are cool, but this is a little tiring. I'll be annoyed if it's not in the next episode. Well, we can't tell you, and I'm not going to tell you if it's in the next episode or not. But, um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 part of me kind of understands the frustration, but I remember when I was watching this for the first time, and it was more just intrigue for me um like i I mean i kind of like those sort of tv mysteries and stuff as as long as it's the case where something doesn't get dropped and you never hear about it again um that's probably some of the reasons i i like lost because i did like trying to figure out some of those mysteries and and that kind of thing and yeah some people didn't like lost whatever but i'm just talking about um you know those those kind of mysteries do intrigue me and stuff. This is nothing like the level of things mm-hmm. that kind of happen in Lost and whatever. But I still like those sort of TV mysteries and things. So, do you understand Ryan's frustration? How did you kind of feel when you first uh, came across it? Yeah, I, I think it was weird because you know we didn't. Uh, it was very difficult to to place those kind of cold opens. Um, yeah, I mean, won't say whether it will or won't resolve but um, next week. But as I said before, if you want to hint on it, look at the episode titles. Mm-hmm. So um, they are, uh, it's, it, uh, yeah, I, I won't say any more than that. But it's, yeah, I, I sort of, I understand the frustration with certain some of the mysteries. Um, 
I I think they played this one. They play this one quite nicely, and you know, yeah, there is a resolution at some point, obviously, for it, but we're not going to say when. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I I one of the more interesting parts to me was okay. You eventually work out okay. It's pretty much outside Walt's house or near it, mm-hmm. but the actual plot of it has nothing to do at the moment with anything that's that's happening. Um, and and you're sort of wondering where does this like fit into anything, and I I enjoyed trying to figure that out on on the first watching that. So yeah, uh, Abed says, "Oh shit, Jane, I'm glad that hadn't been spoiled for me at all. That's good considering the episode aired a, wh- a while ago." <laughs> yes. uh, were there any moments of the show that were spoiled for you? Uh, not, not, I don't remember anything massive that got spoiled, which is surprising because this show had, you know, a lot of eyes on it, a lot of people talking about it, and I didn't even start watching it until the year after it finished because I watched mm. it all in the summer of 2014. Um, no, I can't. I mean, I found out what happened to a character at the end, but it didn't, like, massively spoil much. Uh, but no, I don't remember any character deaths being spoiled. I remember over and over again hearing about the the, the so-called fly episode. People were very annoyed about it and stuff, um, which we'll get to later. I, I can't remember exactly when that is, but um, yeah, I, I just remember a lot of people like, oh yeah, there's that one episode that sticks out that's really bad, and I was kind of like bracing myself for it because as I was going through, you know, season one and two up to this point, I was like, I don't see how the show could drop the ball as much as people are talking about it um so yeah that was that, that, i mean it was again it wasn't but it had no context you know if you just say fly episode that could mean anything um but no i don't i, I mean um, there might have been i can't remember now but i don't remember at the time being spoiled on on much um how about you was there any obviously we won't say what it is if, if there is something um was anything spoiled for you I don't think it was no. Um, it, the, the, you're sort of because I watched the first couple of seasons not as they went out, but because uh, uh, as I think we've spoken about before, the way that it was it went out over very here was it, was it was very strange. Like the second season ran over a week on like one of the channel five channels. I think it was sort of buried <laughs> at midnight on a channel five channel. Uh, first season went out on like FX. Um, and you're sort of pre a lot of this spoilery stuff getting out as much on social media. Uh, I don't know whether Twitter was around or maybe I wasn't using it particularly by then, but you know, so it, it, it wasn't as spoilery out there. It was certainly easier to avoid things. So um, I, I don't remember being spoiled for the first few seasons. And then once it started to come onto Netflix, it was going out next day anyway. Okay. So uh, as long as I sort of watched it fairly soon the next day, um, it was relatively easy to avoid spoilers. So I, I don't think I actually got spoiled for anything that I can, nothing sticks out as, as things that I discovered mm. beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah. The the show I've been spoiled on most is because when I started watching Game of Thrones weekly was season five. That was when I, the season I got caught up for, and I had been spoiled on every single major character death to that <laughs> point. Every every single one of them, and I knew what was um, going to happen. <laughs> I knew I kind of knew everything. Um, 
so yeah like, like the red red wedding or all, all all of that like ned stark and you know all, all that kind of stuff so um although so, some deaths within pop, pop culture and some spoilery moments have kind of just turned into iconic moments haven't yeah they? like if you look at the you know darth, darth vader scenes that sort of stuff um those are just those aren't really even considered spoilers uh and that kind of stuff so uh, but no, every single death from Game of Thrones season one to four, I knew what happened. So uh, I, I've never been spoiled on a show that badly before. Um, so, wow! Yeah, that was. It, I, I still enjoyed the show, but I just kind of knew. It, it was interesting though, because I was sort of like, okay, I won't get too attached to you because I know you're gonna die. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, which Game of Thrones like like to you know shows like that like to do to hey you know you like this character All right we'll cut the head off. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on from that. Lastly, Ben says, "Hey, been listening for a while now. Writing in. Well, welcome. Uh, thanks for your podcasts. You're also welcome for that. Uh, now, I now look at more hard-hitting stories and things like great area characters. Since hearing you talk about this, I think he means Breaking Bad and The Last of Us Two, which has a lot of that in there as well. So uh, I realised what Walt was doing and harshly accepted it, but it's still dark." Um, I think that's kind of where we both maybe sit. It was we realize, okay, Jane died is very very tragic, and given the situation around it, the drug addict stuff is very very tragic, and it it is kind of grey area in a way where, you know, we've we've already kind of discussed. Um, but it it kind of does help if you can if you consume certain pieces of media that do that more often, like things like Breaking Bad, and certainly with The Last of Us too. Um, as well, obviously, I can't get into some of that Last of Us stuff, but there's there's some like okay, yeah, character kills. It, it, it's one of the kind of situations where character kills another one, and they've kind of done it for a, re- a reasonable situation. Um, yeah, it isn't quite exactly the same thing with this because Walt doesn't directly kill Jane, like he doesn't strangle her or shoot her or or something like that, and doesn't do the the thing that was written in the original script. Like we said, this is. This is different to that, but it's still very much grey area. So, and to, to me, I, I would kind of stand by. Okay, if you think he did the right thing or the wrong thing or somewhere in between, I don't think there's necessarily a right or a wrong answer. Maybe because it's just so. So that's what that's why the term grey area exists. Is when you look at characters, and you, you when you look at characters, you can't always just say, okay, you're good, you're bad, because. You can have a good character do a bad thing, which this kind of is, and you can also have a bad character that does a good thing, which sometimes can lead on to like a redemption arc. Um, if you think of maybe like a Negan type of character mm-hmm. who's very much seen as a villain who does a bad thing, but then kind of goes on this redemption journey. But then there's also certain characters where it's like, okay, you did this, you're you're done, you're too far gone, and even if you do a slightly good thing, you still did that other thing that we can't really forgive you with and uh, forgive you for. Um, but that's kind of what makes characters so interesting is we, we're, in, we're in an era of entertainment where it's not just you're good, you're bad. Um, and to me, that makes media even more interesting when you have characters like that, such as Walt himself. So what do you kind of think of uh, all that? I, what, grey area characters? Yeah, yeah I, I mean... So. Uh, yeah, there are... I mean, I like grey area characters. They, they're morally quite interesting because you're gonna have i mean 
you know, you get them in all sorts of media from mm-hmm. things like Catwoman in Batman is definitely a sort of morally grey area because he flips from one to the other. Punisher is another good example of that. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, you as you mentioned, Negan is one... Um, Loki, I guess, is one to a certain extent as well. I mean, they, you know, they. I think they make for slightly more interesting characters because you never know exactly which direction they're going to leap in. Um, and you do get some of these sort of characters who, I think as long as they've got some sort of internalized code of, uh, you know, as, as we've been saying in this episode with Walt, it would have been very, very wrong for him to go in an act of Jane. But to the way that they wrote it makes far more sense in that it's not that he actually killed her, it's the fact that he didn't necessarily he he took a moment to think about the consequences and she dies because of that. So he's he's not actively participating in the death, but he also isn't helping save her either. So it's a very morally ambiguous area that he's found himself in there. So, um, yeah, I, I think those sort of characters can be far more interesting than somebody who is out and out, always goody two shoes type character or somebody who is, you know, evil. I just want to take over the world. You know, mm. I, I think gray area characters are far more interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah I mean, a couple of examples of like, bad irredeemable characters you've got people like joffrey and ramsey from game of thrones who is just out and out they're just mm-hmm. in in it for themselves they'll do anything to anybody um even if one of those characters mm. is a wife to that character such as um what was her name sophie turner's San- character sansa sansa that's it uh like doing things to her and that kind of stuff um that's a situation where it's like hey you're horrible and irredeemable and you need to go kind of thing i mean so. It's it's one of the things that made Thanos so interesting, actually, as a villain. Yeah, yeah. Because whilst, yes, his methods were obviously, you know, killing half the universe is kind of pretty horrific. His motives for doing it were not wrong. I mean, his, the motivation behind it was we're basically, you know, we are the sentient species are a plague on the universe and we are using way more resources than we have. Therefore, something needs to be done about it. And his solution of that is, well, we just cut the population in half. Now, he's, so what makes Thanos so interesting is he's pointed out a problem that is genuinely a problem. You know, it's the same problem that we have on Earth in that we, you know, we use up way more resources than we should be doing. Um, the the issue with Thanos is his solution was to just kill half the people or remove half the people. And even then, he's not saying kill half the people. He's basically saying, OK, I will make half the people not exist. So you're, you're not sort of killing them. You're you're removing them so they didn't exist in the first place. Mm. So that's sort of his argument yeah. for it, even though we know that's not entirely the case because people still remember them. Therefore, they must have existed. But he's getting very metaphysical at that point. But. Um, so he, I think that is one of the things that makes Thanos a far more interesting villain than, than, I mean, much as I loved somebody like Joffrey in Game of Thrones, I, because he was so beautifully played as being so evil, 
um, he, the, it makes Thanos far more interesting than somebody like that, who is just a purely, you know, moustache twirling evil villain, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's what makes morally grey area characters far far more interesting you know if there is a purpose to them and they have yeah they have a a uh, it's like uh, mr freeze is another quite good example of that is is that in the batman uh universe in that you know he's somewhat of a moderate morally gray character in that his basic motivation is to save his wife uh depending what version that you're looking at because yeah, yeah. you know but but yeah you know his basic motivation is he generally was to supposedly save his wife and uh you know he doing everything he can to to try and do that but that means maiming and hurting other people in the process so mm-hmm. there are interesting different levels of of you know morality in there so yeah yeah, lots of interesting discussion there. Uh, if you would like to get involved on this discussion about grey area characters or good or bad characters, um, either, or like the ones from Breaking Bad and whatever we've discussed, uh, or just anything related to the show or Entertainment Talk itself, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes, so get involved and let us know what you think of all that. Uh, we'll be back next week for the season finale uh, for season two. So look out for um, that next week. It's going to be exciting. And then we will discuss when we'll come back for season three. Because, of course, at some point, Better Call Saul will come back. And we'll have to juggle these two shows. And we'll figure things out from there. Uh, it's just one of those situations where we have no control over when Better Call Saul airs. Because we don't work for AMC. <laughs> uh, but we can control when we watch and podcast <laughs> on Breaking Bad. So we'll just have to figure out um, what to do from there so because i'm get, i'm guessing that and westworld will be back next year which will make us more busy so because uh, n- n- neither of them i guess are going to be back this year so probably um, not those two so um but yes yeah, look out for season finale podcast next week you can find all of that and all of our other podcasts on entertainmenttalk.org uh tv video games films and manchester podcasts as well so take a look out for all that uh, if you like what you've heard you want to support more of what we're doing that would be great you can either just listen to more of what we've done uh, so more of the other podcasts and things you can tell people uh, either word of mouth social media about what we do and where they can find it so tell them to where, where they can find all the content social media you can share it across all the your favourite platforms whatever ones that you use because there's so many these days but uh, just pick a platform and uh, share our stuff across social media if you'd like to do that uh, you can also support us through patreon uh one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast and review options so take a look at that if you'd like to uh david is still posting tv and film news over on geek town geek town to code uk and geek town radio uh geek town radio is back this week you can go and listen to this week's episode now so you can do that after we finish this episode uh so check out this week's geek town radio episode for all of that uh lots of different things discussed there uh, you can go and find Bex, who's streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch. Uh, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there and check out her Twitch streams. You can also find me on Twitch as well, UK for my different Twitch streams of different games over there. And if you've missed any of the archive streams, you can find them archived on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays, including a full playthrough in Platinum Run of The Last of Us 2 as well, if you'd like to check that out. Thanks for listening. See you next week for the season finale, and we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. <clears throat>